Hello, dog fans, and welcome back to the Dog Pack Podcast. This is your host, Preston Dunyan, welcoming you to what is sure to be one of the most special episodes of the show. Yet, we have our first full-fledged interview with Husky soccer head coach, Nicole Van Dyke. We are thrilled to share that with you. We talked to her about the upcoming season not too long ago, and the season is underway now. But we wanted to get this episode out to you as the team continues their road towards a great spring season. An unexpected spring season, sure, but a great one nonetheless. In this episode, at the end, I will also break down all that is happening in Husky Athletics over the course of the next week, Thursday, February 18th through Wednesday the 24th. So stick with us after the interview to hear that, and uh, go dogs. Welcome back to the Dog Pack Podcast. This is Preston Dunyan here. I am super excited to bring you our first interview for the show with Husky women's soccer head coach Nicole Van Dyke. Coach Van Dyke, we are super excited to have you on board today. How has your winter quarter been so far? Uh, it's been great. First, thanks thanks for having me. Um, looking forward to speaking about the program. We are so thrilled to have you. So we, we listened to your interview with uh, Tony from last year, and I wanted to make sure I wasn't asking the same questions, but I guess now that you're a year into your experience at UW, is there anything that's surprised you since since arriving on campus, if on campus is really the right term? Oh, man. Wow. Yeah, I think, um, it, I mean, it's just been an interesting start, um, unique, and, you know, as we all know, it's, you know, there's been a lot of challenges or, or student-athletes have, have dealt with a lot of adversity. Um, however, I think that we've just really tried to continue to persevere and, and, and be resilient and um, control what we can control. I know that sounds so cliche. However, that is, I think we're all in the same boat. Um, it's just really the day to day and focus on what we, what we can do and how we can, you know, still get better and improve each day. So that way we, you know, when we come out of this, that um, we are still working towards our goal and we're prepared to, to face anything that we see. So Absolutely. And coach, I just had a question for you. Now, since we're, you know, season schedule just came out this past week and we're excited and looking forward to starting it, but the Huskies typically play a short spring season. Um, does this help in such a unique manner of playing a, almost a full season in spring now or fall or winter and spring? Yes, we're we're just really looking forward to I think getting on the field together. They haven't played a game since November, and we haven't played um, a game together yet. So, yeah, I think we've been, we've been building up to it, but we've also been trying not to place too much of an emphasis on that first game, and really just try to build on every game that we play together. And so we're excited. The girls have been doing a tremendous job at training and um, you know there's a lot of protocol and there's a lot of changes however again it's just showing up every day um trying to get better and really just focusing on that first one and then trying to build upon that and i think that as you can see with the the challenges across the country there's there's games being canceled and moved and we just again are, are trying to adapt to the everyday changing world and so we're going to be ready for our first game and we're going to learn from that and grow and then and then focus on the next one. So we're excited to play a lot of games and I think that this these girls love soccer. 
They love playing for this program. They love this institution. And so to get them back out there doing what they love um, is going to be really exciting for everyone to be a part of again. Right on. I know the dog pack wishes that we could be there <laughs> to cheer on our women's soccer team, but unfortunately can't. Um, Preston. Another yeah, quick. we'll be following along on live stats and everything as much as we can. The Twitter feed has been helpful before when I can't get down to those road games, so I'm excited to follow along. For everybody listening, first game is coming up this weekend, February 6th at Portland. That's their first game. They'll be back at home shortly after that. A lot of great games on the slate this year. Um, so it's, it's kind of a tired question at this point, but related to this kind of pandemic experience, do you think that with such a long off season, the team kind of gets a added bonus in the, the mental aspects of mental toughness and team chemistry heading into, uh, you know, the actual games? Absolutely. Um, that's an area that I think it sometimes gets pushed aside a little bit because you, you know, you always want to train, you always want to be on the field, but I mean, so much of this has been mental from the from the sports performance side where, you know, you still want to make sure that, you know, when you're on your own, you're doing a lot of training. And so how can you still have that ownership and that accountability to within the, the guidelines of wherever you live? Um, so there's a lot of I think there's a lot of opportunities for that. Um, and then also from, you know, the the other sides, like the coping skills, I think that COVID it hits people at different times. Um, it's affected people in many different ways, some a little more close to home. Um, and, and I think that it's really just about um, the kind of the ebb and flow and having the, having the skills to continue to persevere and, and to continue to find ways to, you know, create a space where, um, you know, you're, you're still um, inspired to compete and to be with your teammates. And so I think that that's one of the things we try to focus on a lot is just the different skill sets that we might need, um, the different how we can take advantage of other opportunities, and then also staying connected and continuing to build relationships and do things, I think, a little bit more outside of the box than we would prefer to do them as coaches or they would prefer to do them as teammates. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine as a student athlete, the, the regular challenges and things that pop up throughout the season are a little less when you you live through a pandemic and you've tried to maintain that training schedule um, and tried to build relationships as a new coach. I think that everybody has kind of uh, probably in the program experienced more than they had ever anticipated. And that's going to make going through a season, although it's going to be very different, it's going to feel a little easier now because you kind of weathered this storm with the team. So maybe some silver lining there to this whole crazy experience. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that we, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's almost a little bit flip, right? You, you, we started our building relationships without being on the field. And so um, we like to think that um, they're authentic and that you have a little more time to get to know your players, both as 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 athletes as students as people and so uh, i do i feel like it's given us a kickstart as we've gotten back on the field and you know i think when you get back on the field there's a lot of new learning curve and new coaches uh, again i've been unbelievably impressed and just super proud of the way that they've responded to because ultimately when you have new coaches everything's new and you couple that with a pandemic and and now we're playing in the spring and so Again, I think it's just the, the skill set to 
focus on what needs to be focused on being present and, and really just maintaining that excitement to be together and, and the gratitude that we are to everyone who's made it possible for us to come back on campus, which has been a tireless effort by the athletic department. And we're so appreciative of that. Yeah, we're, um, we're, Preston and I are both interns for the athletic department. And, you know, it was difficult from getting the email talking about how our internship was canceled, but they still have things for us to do, uh, like such as putting the cardboard cutouts at Husky Stadium and other things like that. So we were excited um, just to see as um, the season progressed that football got a season and basketball got a season. Now we are getting a season with tennis, volleyball, gymnastics, and soccer to mix with it where, you know, Preston and I can talk more about sports while also, you know, trying to battle with this pandemic is definitely going to help and it shows adversity and, you know, it shows how strong the Huskies can be. Yeah, no, we're, and we're super grateful for you guys, just your, your support, your, it's tireless and we miss our fans. We miss, you know, student athletes. Um, we were just having a conversation the other day about like this football team really is filled to max capacity. And the girls were like, yes, it's an awesome environment to be, be a part of. And I look, I looked like I'm a rookie, you know, so I look forward to getting out and supporting the other sports and our girls, they do miss that sense of community. Uh, and we're just trying to find ways to create that, like I said, outside the box. So it's awesome to see these games being streamed and just the ability to, again, create that sense of community that you guys are a part of as well. Yeah, and, th and that's been our goal, but it, it's really tough. And so we're, we're optimistic about the fall at this point and that date keeps getting pushed forward. Um, but yeah, we, we're excited to, to get everybody back. And I know as a new coach, you've got so much to experience at, at UW. I, our, our boss in the internship, she joined us in the winter and she still has never seen a full game at Husky Stadium. So a lot of people that will be very lucky once we finally get that that day to go back. I'm yeah, looking forward to it. For sure. All right, just moving on with our questions. Um, so tell us a bit more about your uh, coaching philosophy. My coaching philosophy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it's, yeah, it gets evolved, you know, over over my time and I really um you know my my ultimate goal is I think that we we take on the goals of our student athletes and um that we you know we help guide them and provide the the skill sets to to do whatever they want to do whether that's play pro soccer play on the national team or be the CEO of a company or a doctor and so uh I really I enjoy the challenge part of it just really trying to challenge student athletes to grow and stretch themselves and, and help guide them. And I, you know, the, when they have worked hard at something and um, have put in the time and really um, try to take the risks, I think necessary to, for growth and stretching yourself is something that really excites me as a coach, because ultimately they've, they've put in a tremendous amount of effort towards something uh, in, in, in different things, right, that involve with sport. And so to see them have that success after um, the putting in the time and the process without knowing what that result is, is is really important to me. And so uh, we want, you know, I want to 
help create um, strong, independent um, women. And I want to empower them to, you know, sit at the table and have the skills to, um, to persevere in life. I think that, you know, as we all have seen, no one, no one expected us to be in a pandemic. And so this is a, a challenge in itself. And so um, whether it's the mental skills or the ability to fail or make mistakes, um, but really that resilience and that bouncing back from adversity is, is, is life. And so I think we, we create that uh, within sport. Um, I absolutely, I mean, I, I'm super passionate about competing. And, and yes, you know, we want to win a lot of games. We want to win championships. Um, but I'm a big believer in it's the everyday and it's the environment that we create. And um, really just an environment where whether you're one or number 30 on the team, that you come every day to make other people better. And that you're always ready because even I think we're going through that right now, just that, um, you know, we have, we have players that might be in different positions. Um, we have players that um, are trying new things and are having to maybe, you know, play in a new role. And so it's just really about owning your role and building belief and, and being ready when your time has come and, and really just using that as an opportunity. So. Um, and I, the fact that I get to do that with something that I love, I love teaching is it, you know, I consider it a gift. So it's kind of a, a roundabout process of my philosophy, but I think it's just all encompassing that really it's preparing, preparing women for, um, for life and the skills that, that come with that. And I think you can do so much through sport and our, our student athletes, um, make, make, awesome employees, you know, they can collaborate, they can work in teams, um, they are competitive, uh, they're brilliant, they're intelligent, and so um, I think just, yeah, again, it's just, a, as a coach, I feel like we we get the opportunity to work with um, women that are eight, you know, between 18 to 22, and it's such a, an incredible time in their life where they're experiencing new things and really trying to figure out who they are, and so to be a part of that um, is, uh, is an incredible opportunity. Yeah, I think that that whole idea and, and philosophy of how to lead your program is self-supporting. When, you, when you're building these student athletes, they're gonna come back and they're gonna have those experiences to tell the next generation of your team you know, what they were able to do. And I think for us, it's as exciting to see our, our former student athletes go on and get you know, big jobs doing whatever outside of their sport as it is to see them drafted. Um, and so we're really excited to see how the program develops over the next couple of years. And we see, you know, graduates go on and do big things. I think that the way that you've led the program is going to absolutely help them do that. Yeah, no, we so related that, to that. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I think that it's, I think that's one of the, um, you know, then it, it you, as you go with the tentacles, I think that we have a tremendous support staff um, that surround our student athletes. And, you know, when you're put with uh, people that surround your program, um, I think that's just, it, it's, you know that they have resources and they have the ability to um, find the resources that, that they need. And I think just some of the programs we have, um, whether you're, you know, whether it's when you first get here or when it's, 
you know, the programs that we have throughout their career, we really are setting them up to be successful. And so I think anytime that we can all echo and share values, uh, it's really, again, that support that the players need um, throughout their time here. So That's great. sheets for all of our newcomers and um, for the three words that best describe their their feelings and how the team uh, has felt in their you know limited experience with the squad the two words that came back over and over again were fun and competitive is that I mean obviously competitive is going to translate to the field we've got such a talented roster but are they going to be you know is that the exact same kind of Feel that we're going to see on the field are they going to be a fun team to watch kind of exciting and you know unique play style i don't know if that's a a real yeah. question obviously it'd be fun to watch as huskies but yeah pressing you cut out in the beginning and so i think i got it but can you start from your just your intro i missed yes. the very first part yeah I sorry I so I was, <laughs> yeah so i was just saying that um you know i was looking through the twitter feed and i saw the fast fact sheets for all the newcomers on the team this year um lots of newcomers want to talk about that in a minute but um words that came back over and over again when they were asked you know three words to describe the team were fun and competitive and i think that's probably hard to get to that point in in a pandemic season where they haven't been on the field um on their regular schedule starting you know in the spring and, and getting into a fall season whereas we're starting now in the spring um, but does that kind of team atmosphere translate into the the style of play on the field <laughs> yes <laughs> we we've actually spoke about this a little bit um and just with the coaches, uh, because uh, I think our fun is competitive. <laughs> and so um, it's fun to be competitive. And uh, I think that's the environment that we all enjoy. That, you know, we, we can, and I think it, it, it really, it goes hand in hand with the environment that you create and the culture that everybody's coming um, to make other people better. And that, um, you know, one of our, pillars of performance is compete and that's the number one thing you have to come every day and compete and you know if you can only give 80 percent well then give a hundred percent to the 80 percent and so I, I see myself getting fired up once we're talking about competitive it's pretty funny but no I think that you know that's the thing is that when you when you can be in an environment where you're not taking things personal if someone goes in hard on you or we're not talking about anything malicious or tackles it's just the will to, to, you know, to win and to make other people better. And we always say that every day you're on a different team, you know, the teams change or you're in a small group or you play a, a larger exercise. So you always have an inner, uh, an opportunity to lead a group. Um, sometimes it's, you know, a, a passing tennis game or soccer tennis. And we always try to make it where it is competitive. Uh, and I think we are at a really good point to where, um, that is fun and that is enjoyable, but the underlying factor to that is I think there's there's really positive relationships and they trust each other and they respect each other, and we've I think over time have kind of grown together, recognizing that ultimately we want to be in the tournament every year. In order to do that, we have to train hard, we have to raise the level, and there's a standard that we all have to meet and try and exceed. And so I think that plays into it. 
we we celebrate you know the response to maybe how you lose a game as much as we celebrate um how you won it or maybe that was maybe you were down and so i think it's a little interconnected but ultimately um yeah just the kind of giving everything and putting putting it out there and knowing that your teammates are doing the same thing uh, is really powerful and that, that is one thing that like you said during a pandemic that is as coaches, as, as our support staff, that we're really excited because everyone's showing up to training with, hey, let's get better today. Some days, you know, are better than others, but we've had a lot of really good days, and I'm super proud of that. Yeah, I've um, with following the team on Instagram, what you mentioned, like, soccer, tennis, and, like, those are the ones I watch and, like, are entertained by and seeing all the fun that this team is having and, like, them being competitive of, you know, like, cheering on their – teammates and all that and we love to see that being togetherness and like it makes you almost forget that we're in a pandemic when you see that like and then you like bring into it's like well we're having fun we're enjoying the time with each other not stressed out and with a first year coach uh you know it's like you're coming in where these seniors are used to having a coach for their three years and then their last year is with a new coach and then, oh, let's throw a pandemic into the mix. So it just kind of brings a lot of, I guess, stress, but with, you know, fun and competitive that your nature that you're bringing into this, it just must take it away for those seniors. Yeah. I think that the, it's always hardest for the older ones. I think when you go through a coaching change, just cause they've been a part of something, um, you know, for three years. And so I think I, you know, they've, they've done a great job of just continuing with what their goals are and um, being open-minded. And I think as, as coaches too, like they, you know, that's, they're the, they're the leaders of the team. And so um, finding opportunities for them to continue to lead, I think is really something as coaches that we, we try to um, have them find those opportunities because ultimately coaches aren't in the locker room. Um, we're not in, we're not on the field. And so once it kicks off, you, you do lose a sense of control. And so uh, we're really fortunate that we have a tremendous upperclassmen that um, really are, are continuing the trajectory of where they left off last year. And so, and that's not to say it hasn't been challenging for them. That's not to say that they've, but they've done a, they've done a really good job of keeping the group together and yeah. And really adapting and, and being nimble and, at the same time, um, being excited about the opportunity for them to, to have a season this, this spring. And that's what it's about. We want our, our oldest players who are leaving the program to have that final opportunity to compete as Huskies and also, you know, for those that stay in the fall. And so it's about everyone, but ultimately it's the, the, we want to be able to send those guys off with, uh, with a great experience and a lot of wins. For sure. Hence, fun and competitive. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I disappeared there on the interview. I guess that's why we record in two different ways. Um, but, yeah, when, when you're talking about just trying to build that fun, competitive atmosphere, I could think of the old cliche that iron sharpens iron. And when you go into these tests every day against your own team, not in a way that, you know, the loser gets worn down, but that the loser is still a winner in, in the mental game, I think that's going to be a, a great thing that's going to continue uh, cyclically really for the program as as you just 
get battle-tested athletes um, that, that don't even have to play in their first game before they know what it's like to be on a college soccer field competing against top athletes. So kind of related to that, um, holy smokes, what a group of newcomers for this team, looking at all the new faces um, from incoming freshmen to a couple transfers. This is a really, really talented squad. I, you know, I look at the accolades and the word all state, all league, they pop up over and over again. Um, do you, how do you feel about the unique transition that all these student athletes had to face getting started? And do you think, uh, do you think they've handled it well? Yeah, I think, again, I think everyone has handled it really well. Um, again, at various times and that's, you know, I, I, I do say that cause I, I understand there's a sense, there's a massive seriousness to this, you know, COVID is, is very serious and there are a lot of changes. But I mean, there's there's also a lot of protocol that they have to follow. And so everything looks and feels different. Uh, and there's a lot of experiences I believe freshmen have not had that on one end, you know, it's disappointing. It starts from them not having proms or, or you know, senior balls or things like that. And then going into uh, into the fall, not having a proper training camp where just the, the you know, we the feeling of being together and the start and excitement of the locker room and, and things like that. And so, you know, there's, there are things that we've done to try to create that atmosphere, but it ultimately it's not the same. And so I think that what does excite me is that um, I think we continue to try to find ways. Um, and the team has done a tremendous job with that acclimation process. Uh, I think there's, you know, we really try to keep them as connected as possible and get to know them as much as possible. And I'm a, we're, I'm a big believer in just where there isn't really a hierarchy on teams. Uh, our freshmen don't carry the balls. Uh, we make a joke that like the last thing they need to be doing is like knowing what PSI a ball should be for practice. Um, they can stress about like their chem test, but not like the, you know, the weight of a ball. And so I think we all try to help out. We all try to find ways to, you know, whether it's helping them figure out something on campus or, or with their classes. I think that's just kind of the group we have and that we try to take care of each other. Um, and then again, even in the process, I think on the field, it's really just everybody helping, you know, I mean, try not to throw a freshman in a demo because ultimately they've never done the exercise. Uh, and so we really just try to small things like that um, that can give them more confidence and build belief over time. And so the fortunate thing, I think, for a lot of our new players is that they're surrounded by very a lot of talented players, great leaders, and, and good character. And so having said that, they our players are very helpful. But at the same time, um, they're, they're surrounded by good players. So their level has increased um, very quickly and they all work hard they buy into the values they buy into the pillars and um they they've done a tremendous job and i think that's one of the things about this team is that um everybody can play at any point um and like i said they can play different positions and so again it's about just getting everyone up to speed as quick as we can because we've not played contact in a really long time so it's keeping everyone healthy uh, getting everyone fitter and sharper and and just continuing to layer as we, you know, go game to game. And 
and hopefully at some point we've you know we've gained enough knowledge about the chemistry of the team and who who plays well together in the game management piece and as we can kind of continue to get you know gain some momentum as we go can't complain about being in that position and just having that as the question mark at this point, you know, before the season even starts. That That's things that come pretty quickly once you get out there against other teams. So sounds like this is a squad that's really on track to to have a great season and, and seasons to come with the group like that of, of newcomers that, you know, as you're saying, they can play num- a number of positions. I was seeing defenders who had scored, you know, an incredible amount of goals in their in their past career, whether that was at their past college or in high school. And I was amazed by that. I think this is going to be uh, a really fun team to watch, and they're going to be really competitive. Fun and competitive, it comes back over and over again. Uh, but, yeah, I am really excited to, to watch this team compete. Thanks. We can't wait to have you guys out there. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back as soon as we can. And then, Coach, you know, you were just also mentioning, like, you know, like how students – like of missing senior prom to, you know, not having, you know, regular practice. It also goes back to the classroom and us classmates where they don't get to have that first day of like real school, like get to experience what the actual study environment, what the environment at the UW is like, where it's, you know, Preston and I have experienced where it's just tens of thousands of students rushing around Red Square trying to get from class to class and then, you know, in, you know, 10-minute time, time frame where it's, you know, taking a nap, after, like, in the library or something like, sorry, I'm a, I'm a person that naps in the library. But uh, yeah. um, just, you know, letting them, you know, experience, like, that college life, too, of, you know, what it's like in the classroom. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, the, the remote learning um I mean, I've, I, have a, I have a young son who's doing remote learning kindergarten, and it's, um, I mean, it's just, yeah, the ability to stay focused, staring at a, at a computer screen is absolutely different than connecting with people in between classes and grabbing a coffee or just all the little small moments. I think everyone misses so much. And, and so, yeah, I think that um, it's, it's, it's hard for them. Um, because I think they're, they're so wired that, you know, we, the in-person learning and everyone learns in different ways. And so we've, I think with coupled with, you know, um, coaching staff that, you know, really focuses on the true student athlete and then having a support staff that has really helped our kids through this process has been, um, really impactful. And yeah, I think that, um, it has its challenges uh, again, and I think it's just kind of finding the the right balance and how they can be successful at both, and that's that's what makes them so special. And I think that's what makes them dogs is that they've 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 found a way, such as you know, a lot of people to to continue to persevere. And although it's not not ideal and not the the best way to go about it, I hope that um, I feel like when we we are able to get back together and you guys are able to get back in the classroom that really we're going to cherish those small moments that we didn't have and um, really be grateful for them because I know everyone misses them so much. Right. And I, we look forward to like actually doing this in person, Nicole, where like you and I, you Preston and I can like actually sit down in a setting of, you know, being in person and conducting another interview. Yeah. Well that to be, to be continued, right? Exactly. 
I'll happily do a, a podcast after a win, right? All right. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be so many to choose from. That's that's what we're thinking, at least, the way this season's looking. But um, before we let you go, i got to ask you one thing that has been a popular recurring topic on our show. Um, we love the Huskies. We love our dogs being on campus. And as you said, the little things, I never thought I would love to be back in Kane at 8.30 in the morning, but I know I will. But do you have any favorite places to eat around campus? This is a hot topic among our hosts. Oh, wow. Or in Seattle in general. Yeah. I mean, I'm so limited. Well, I would have to, if you say Seattle in general, I would have to say, um, I, I feel like Mama Molina's is just, you know, a little, it's a little intimate little spot. And I've had a few meals there. And, um, you know, whether it's shared an anniversary or birthday before the pandemic or, hey, even an interview, right? So I think that it, that's, a, that's a favorite spot will always be for my family. I think when, I'm, when we were on campus, um, myself and um, Paul, um, our assistant coach, definitely hit up, I think, pretty much every coffee shop we could get to. I'm in the surrounding, uh, surrounding the village. So definitely some coffee drinkers in our, on our staff, but it was just fun to explore campus and, you know, just the fountain and the square and really just, I know it sounds silly, but get, get, you know, get some bearings. And I, I look forward to the time we can tour, tour recruits. And, um, I think one of the things I did when I first got here was, uh, when we did individual meetings and they were really just kind of getting to know the student athletes and this was before everything got shut down. And in order to get to know the campus, uh, the student athletes, our girls would meet me somewhere on campus. And so they got to pick the spot. And so that was kind of how uh, my initial feel for everything. So I've got some fun pictures on my phone and some, some unique spots that the girls chose. Uh, the library was what we call the Harry Potter, Potter library was a, definitely a fan favorite. Um, so yeah, that's kind of been my experience so far. Yeah. And that's we also have a tour guide here with us. Preston <laughs> is a tour guide. So if you ever need anything tour wise, well, Preston's got you. <laughs> Preston. I, I, that sounds like more fun of a tour than I could ever offer. Meeting your student athletes at, at different locations, kind of at random. That, that sounds great. But uh, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We had a great time talking to you. We are absolutely thrilled that the season is finally here. Again, just over a week away when we record this, February 6th at Portland. The dogs are in action starting their season off. Thank you so much, Coach Van Dyke, and good luck this year. Thank you, guys. It's fun being, being here, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Go dogs. Yeah, go dogs. We'll see you then. Go dogs soon. Take care, guys. See ya. And there you have it. Our interview with Coach Van Dyke was a blast. We had so much fun talking to her and finding out just what we can expect from this team as they emerge back on the pitch there at Husky Soccer Stadium for the first time since the fall of 2019. It's been a long time, but it'll be worth the wait, um, and it really has been so far. As I mentioned at the end of the interview, their season was scheduled to start uh, at Portland on February 6th. That game was canceled due to COVID concerns within the Portland program. So the season made its real start on February 12th 
last Friday at 5 p.m. versus Seattle U, and that was a win for the Dogs and a win for Coach Van Dyke in her first game at the helm of the program. Super excited for her and the rest of the team there. And their season continues this Saturday, as I'll mention again in just a moment, uh, versus Seattle Pacific at 2 p.m. Again, that's this Saturday, February 20th, 2 p.m., taking on SPU. Thank you so much again to Coach Van Dyke for joining us on the show. We can't wait to have you again as this season continues to roll along throughout the spring. You have reached the end of the episode, and what does that mean? Well, first thing, you can't listen to me anymore. Maybe that's punishment, maybe that's sweet relief, I don't know. But what I can tell you is what's next, and it is a jam-packed slate of Husky athletic events throughout the remainder of this week and into the start of next week. This is again Thursday, February 18th, all the way to Wednesday the 24th. Lots to talk about. I'm going to dive right into it. You can always back me up on the episode and check out anything that I run through a little too quickly. It might sound like I'm rapping. That's just because we have such a packed slate full of sports from all across the typical sports calendar playing all at once. So without further ado, we'll start with today, Thursday, February 18th. Women's tennis takes on Portland at noon. You can follow that live on GoHuskies.com. Number two in the nation, softball. Our Huskies are killing it out there. They take on BYU at 1 p.m., down in St. George, Utah. You can watch that on the Dixie State live YouTube stream. You can get to that through GoHuskies.com. You can navigate to that from our homepage. And men's basketball takes on Stanford at home at 8 p.m. to close out the night. You can watch that on Fox Sports 1, FS1, or you can catch it on 950 KJR AM radio. Here comes the busiest day of the weekend. Friday, February 19th. We start early and we end late, but it all is worth watching and worth following along. Starting with softball, taking on Nevada at 10 a.m. That's the first of their games of the day. They'll come back in just a moment. Women's tennis takes on Wazoo at noon in a Boeing, Cup, App, Boeing Apple Cup Series matchup there. That will be an exciting one. Softball again in action at 12.30, taking on Dixie State. Volleyball takes on Colorado at 12.30 in the afternoon. That's on the road, but it is on Pac-12 Network, so you can catch that game on your Friday afternoon. Cross Country is taking on the Battleborn Collegiate Challenge down in Nevada. They will be active all day during that event. Men's tennis takes on Idaho at 4 p.m. here at home. And women's basketball takes on Utah at Heckhead on 11.50 a.m. KKNW or on the Washington live stream. That was a bit of a mouthful, I will admit. But we've still got a pack slate on Saturday. If you're busy Friday and you can't catch all that action, don't worry. Plenty to catch this weekend. Starting with gymnastics at Arizona at noon on Saturday the 20th. You can catch that on the Arizona live stream and you can navigate to that through GoHuskies.com. Baseball is at UC Irvine kicking off their first series of the season at 1 p.m. down in California. Women's soccer again in action as I mentioned versus Seattle Pacific at 2 p.m. You can watch that on GoHuskies.com on the UW live stream number 2. Softball takes on Utah State at 3 p.m. They've got a very busy weekend playing a whole bunch there, but that's another thing happening on Saturday. Men's soccer starts their season off versus Oregon State at 5 p.m., also on UW Livestream number two. And the last element of our Saturday night is senior night for Husky Men's Basketball versus California, 7 p.m. That's on ESPNU and 9.50 KJR AM radio, if you're just listening. But I would say don't miss that one, especially last chance for the dogs to play at home with this senior class. Sunday, February 21st, 
Softball in action again versus Utah Valley at 10 a.m. Men's tennis takes on Oregon at noon down in Eugene. Baseball is at UC Irvine again for the second game of that series at 1 p.m. Women's tennis takes on Baylor at 1 p.m. here at home in Seattle. Women's basketball's got Colorado at Heckett at 2 p.m. on the UW live stream on, and on 11:50 a.m. KKNW. Volleyball is at Colorado at 2 p.m. You can catch that on Pac-12 Networks, just like the earlier game on Friday in that series. Moving into Monday, a little less busy, but still worth following. Baseball takes on UC Irvine for the last game of that three-game series at 1 p.m., and then there are no Husky athletic events scheduled for February 23rd and 24th, but the action is back towards the tail end of next week. We'll keep you posted on all of those happenings. For now, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the rest of your week, weekend. We'll check in with you soon. Go dogs.